So what you gonna do? So yeah, what a month it's been. I realized some stuff that I didn't realize before. I love living with my brother, but it's time for me to be the real big sister and figure out how to get my own spot, which terrifies me. I'm completely overwhelmed about thoughts of wanting my own Christian business. People tend to work on their time, not yours, and you got to be okay with it. I hate budgeting. Well, that's not a new realization. I just wanted to make that known to y'all. Seriously, though, I hate budgeting, but debt sucks. Oh, Papado and Jesus, my favorite server. I can't come every week to see y'all no more. And the most important realization of the month, when you get for real about Jesus and become vocal about it, the test will come. This past weekend, I stressed to my circle how bad I needed sister time. And because they are who they are, amazing, dope, all the good adjectives, they made it happen. Big ups to my sister, my friend, my soror, Erica, who opened up her home and even had her bomb DJ boo with the jams for us. Before the painting and s'mores commenced, and before anyone else showed, I had an honest conversation with two of my sisters, Deja and Erica, about what all has been bothering me. I started explaining that I'm going, I started explaining all that I'm going through, the internal struggles, the heavy external stuff that I'm dealing with, which I'll address when the time is right, and mainly the stuff concerning my brother and I. I love my brother so much, but even though I'm older, I hate expressing my feelings to him, especially when he's so hard to read. Everything just feels so heavy, and I just feel so overwhelmed that I started to cry. I think I cried harder because of my brother. Please know that he's done absolutely nothing wrong to me, and he has always, always looked out for me, even though he's my baby brother. It's just that sometimes I feel like maybe he doesn't care for us living together, even though he ain't said a thing. I get all worked up by imagined problems I've created in my head. Y'all, I be all in my feelings about so much, and I'm one of those people that make up whole arguments in my head like they've already happened when I'm sure my brother got everything but me on his mind. I mean, the man juggles a lot already. In the tears, I said that I I get that I'd get tested, but it's just hard. It's super hard to me when it's concerning family because they are so close to my heart. I love my family. So disrupting any peace with them, my core, my heart, and I get a bit shook. Well, leave it to my B-Day twin Deja to break down things for me. I can't recall verbatim what she said, but in a nutshell, she told me to have my moment. And that's okay to have my moment. She and Erica both encouraged me to just cry, let it all out. But basically after that, I got to get right. Deja stressed that if I just said myself that I know tests are going to come and that I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus and my faith, then I got to expect what's promised to come, put my big girl panties on and be prepared. At this point, I got to ask myself, Key, what you going to do? Trials ain't nothing new. They come to believers and non-believers too. But for us believers, we got hope. Something that had me straight smiling to myself like a lunatic the other day. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. James 1, 2-4 New Living Translation.
Here's the same verses above, but in the easy version. I just love comparing versions in the Bible app. Y'all, it's such a cool tool. Please try it. <laughs> My Christian friends, remember to be happy, even when many kinds of trouble happen to you. Troubles can help you. God wants to see if you really trust him. Your faith in God will become stronger as a result of these troubles. So you should continue to trust God all the way to the end. Then you will grow as a believer. You will become completely how you should be. You will not need anything more. That right there should encourage every single one of us, for real. I was talking to God in my car this week and said, you know what? I'm going to stop saying what I can't do. Even though I'm right when I can check out all the things I can't do. But instead of saying that, I will stand firm on the fact that yes, I can't. But I can do all things through Christ. And last time I checked the Bible, I didn't see no exceptions before or after the word all. Because of that, I can accept the trials as they come. And no matter what, I can wake up every day depending on Jesus for help and choosing Jesus over anything else. So even when I feel mad and want to go in on someone, I'm going to choose Jesus. When I want to call somebody I got no business reaching out to, I'm going to choose Jesus. When I'm scared and panicked and think I can't go on, I'm going to choose Jesus because he already told me that in this world, I have many trials and even sorrows, but to take heart because he's overcome the world. John 16:33, New Living Translation. Is Key going to trust Key or is she going to trust the one that tells no lies? What are you going to do? If you're with me and you're saying you'll trust him, well, go ahead and do it then. Side note, do it then was a phrase coined by Art Williams. Find his just do it speech on YouTube. I'll be wearing that phrase out. <laughs> Before I wrap up talking your head off, I wanted to share something that I felt would encourage anyone reading that may be having a hard day, week, or season. I was cleaning some stuff I had in a container, and I saw a copy of my all-time most favorite poem that I believe had an anonymous author. Some may be familiar with it, some may not. It's called Footprints. One night, I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the paths of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never, ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Wow, I just loved it. Another thing I love, my sweet little nephew. And yes, if his mama is reading this, he is sweet. He started reaching for me when I passed him. I pick him up, and most times he lets me hold him. And when he's putting it on thick with his CC, he'll lay his head right on my chest. And I just kiss his little head and smile. You're like my nephew. 
we are never, ever too old to reach for Jesus. Let him carry you and just relax and lay your head on his chest. He took on the cross and the sins of the whole world. Your burdens? You think he can't handle that? He can shoulder them just fine. So let him reach and rest. Just reach and rest. My Lord, my God, I can't say I love trials. I'm not quite there yet. But when I look back over my life, every single trial or difficulty I face produced something big. And to be honest, I wouldn't change a thing. My biggest heartbreak three years ago led to me finding my biggest voice. When my grandfather died, it broke my entire heart. But looking back now, it helped me appreciate the good, good gift you give a family and how I should appreciate every single family member and friend you've blessed me with because life is so fleeting. I experienced a layoff which scared the mess out of me, but it stretched me and helped my trust in you increase. Then what happened? I landed in the exact apartment I always wanted to be in. In my baby Ethan, though I did not want to be a parent in college, unmarried and straight embarrassed, you've shown me grace, patience, love, and lots of laughs. Ethan is my biggest blessing and teaches me my biggest life lessons. You, my God, turn graves into gardens and trade beauty for ashes. You, God, are good and you are with me in every trial, so I need to look to you to see me through it. My dad always says to me, God is in control. He lives by that. And you know what? You're right, Dad. So because you, God, are indeed in control, I don't have to stress and I don't have to fear. Holy Spirit, you who helps me to remember every word spoken by God, help me to get that word deep down in me so that when the pressure comes and I'm squeezed, doubt and complaining will be replaced with trust, not in my strength or my ability, but in complete and total trust in my great defender. I want to stand on the word. I want to believe you, God, and I want to live like I believe you, God. I got to start doing that because the world is watching. And I want to give the world something to talk about. You. Love, Key.